Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. All right, my friends, we're back. It's the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. It's uh, chapter 3.10, I believe. They're all starting to run together. But we're here. We're here to make you some money tonight. Boomer's back with me. Uh, college football, week 11. NFL week ten, double digits in both. That's a scary thought. Boom, how you doing this evening? Uh, doing pretty good. Just trying to keep my eyes peeled on three TVs right now. Uh, had a bit of a degenerate moment where I panicked and uh, live parlayed a couple of games tonight. So just uh, hanging tight on those. Yeah, well, welcome to my life. And as always, the Deep Fried Bets podcast brought to you by MyBookie.ag. It's the safest place to play in the business. The fastest payouts. Uh, they're great. We use them. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be pimping them out if we didn't. Mybookie.ag. Y'all go check them out. Uh, but like I said, for college football, hell of a weekend. Uh, probably the best weekend of the season. I think I feel like we might have been saying that for the past three weeks, but uh, we're really here this week. Uh, tons of ranked games, some real playoff implications going on this weekend. It's the implication. Uh, we got some NFL action for you. Uh, pretty decent slate of NFL games as well. Uh, again, we're coming to you live Thursday night. We've got uh, the, the Seahawks and Cardinals going on. We've got a couple college football games. So, uh, you know, as always, we've got action on those. And we'll be, uh, you know, maybe you get lucky, you get a little interaction during the podcast of some of these games. I will say, has there been a team all year that's had more of a decline than Ball State? From where they started out, spread wise, the very beginning of the year, I believe against uh, Indiana. Could tell you, man. Lost by you. lost by three, lost by three, and then come to find yourself, you're in week eleven, and it's a thirty-two point spread. You can't even get that under your wing. I mean, come on now. It Have is, a little respect for yourself. It is Ball State. Uh, yeah, since we last spoke, we gotta we gotta address a little issue. Remember uh, our boy Lane Kiffin. Down at the FAU, uh, last night some shenanigans going on. So in case you missed it, they are playing, FAU is playing Marshall Friday night, big game. Uh, they closed, Biggest Friday night, biggest Friday night game of the year. More than likely, yes. Uh, they closed as six and a half point favorites. They're up seven. I had it at seven. I got it a little uh, Early, so you know I'm, I'm all right. Whatever, it's a push. They're trying to run the clock out, trying to run the clock out. They can't get it all the way down, so it's like fourth and fifteen or so from their own sixteen yard line. Sixteen seconds left. Easy call. Punt the ball. Make them drive the length of the field. Nope. Lane hikes the ball, runs the kicker or the punter out of the back of the end zone. Safety. So it's only a five point game. I'm just sitting there in utter disbelief. Um, and then kicks the the extra or kicks the field goal, or yeah kicks the kick off and then you know Marshall has some room and then they still get a play out of it so it's not good coaching either way. Then proceeds the next day on Twitter to say that covering the spread is rat poison. You cannot do that, Lane Kiffin. You will get a point shaving investigation up your ass so quick you won't know what hits you. Yeah, I have a uh, a very reliable source that was down there on the sidelines actually during that game. That uh, is that uh, Papa George? So watched uh, watched Lane Kiffin pull uh, pull two Smirnoff shooters out of his back pocket and iced himself 
right before he iced that game. Now, for anybody else, you would just say, you know what, great coaching job. For Lane Kiffin, you're saying, Jesus, man, go get some help. You are in a bad <laughs> bender right now. Yeah. You don't even know where you're at. Just go out to the Mayo Clinic or somewhere out in California and get yourself right because that was just ungodly coaching right there. But, hey, good, good for him, though. He must have – must have laid a little bit of cheddar on the side on yeah, himself. I, mean, I respect that. Obviously, no joke. He pulled – I mean, I think what he did, he pulled out his phone and went to mybookie.ag's uh, very user-friendly mobile interface and uh, took up some, some live betting going on right there because that was I mean, that was inconspicuous, but whatever. That, that right there is why uh, the books out in Las Vegas usually do not take more than a $50,000 bet by someone they don't know. Right, and especially on a game like that. But, you know, that's it is what it is. We're on the week 11. Hopefully uh, Lane does not pull any more shit like that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're coming to you on Thursday night. So, obviously we're not getting to the Thursday night games. I had some, some Friday night games on the schedule, but we got too much to dive into. So, let's just skip over those, boom. Let's just get straight into the action Saturday morning. Uh, Michigan State. At Ohio State, Michigan State coming off the big upset of Penn State. Ohio State got their ass handed to them by Iowa. And nobody saw that coming. Literally no one. Uh, you could have uh, imagined a scenario where Iowa pulls out like a 21-20 win, 2017, just some ugly game that no one wants to watch. Nope, Iowa just went and laid the fucking hammer down against Ohio State. And it was it was awesome. Uh, 51-17, so Ohio State's coming in. Now a 17-point favorite at home against Michigan State. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, uh, I think I saw Urban Meyer drop to a knee, and uh, he had it in his mind that he was going to go ahead and quote-unquote have a heart attack. But uh, he realized what was coming this week. It was a uh, week against a very overrated Michigan State team coming into town. Chance for him to, you know, regain a little bit of self-respect, a little bit of confidence, maybe finish out the year ranked 15 somewhere in that neighborhood. The fact that this line came out at uh, 15 and a half, I want to say that it's gone up, actually. Yeah, it's at 17. Um, it's at 17 now. So, does that make sense to you? No. It makes zero sense to me. There's no reason that Las Vegas should have thrown that lineup after what happened last week. Now, they might be overvaluing Ohio State a little bit too much. I don't mind it. I'm going to be on Ohio State for sure on Saturday, strictly because, I mean, JT Barrett, he's lightning in a bottle. He has games like Iowa, and then he has games like he did uh, against Penn State. State. Yep. So, you know, I mean – it's either or they they're playing for the peach bowl at this point. So I, I'm going to give it to Urban Meyer. He he'll figure it out. 17 points makes zero sense. I'll go ahead and swallow them. Yep. I'm with you. Um, kind of surprising, but 17, I think is the play here mainly because, uh, you hit on some numbers, but you didn't hit on the main number. 81% of the public is on uh, Michigan state here and publics don't tend to pick college football underdogs especially not at that rate. Um, yeah, I think everybody's kind of freaking out about what happened last week. Michigan State – well, actually, let's check the weather on this game. If it's not raining, then Michigan State will get murdered. Well, I'll tell you, everybody is freaking out about this game, but those are the $20 players, the big money players, the dime players. They're going after Ohio State with everything they've got because you mentioned the ticket count coming in right now, the consensus right. ticket count across several books. 
the line started out at 14 and a half. Why would they not move that down to 13 and a half if they've got that much money coming in? It's because it's not coming in on Michigan State. That's right. I mean, I'm with you. Ohio State, smart play here. Uh, JT Barrett, don't think he's that good, but, you know, Michigan State's kind of – they're due for a letdown. Ohio State's got to pick it up a little bit this week. I think they'll kind of get back to where you saw them. That mid-stretch of the year where they were rolling teams every week, I think they'll, they'll hand Michigan State one pretty good. Next up uh, – Oklahoma State coming off a uh, defenseless defenseless loss uh, to Oklahoma, sixty-two or sixty, yeah, sixty-two to fifty, something like that, sixty-two fifty-two. Just no defense whatsoever. Um, crazy game. Iowa State coming off a who did Iowa State have last week, man? It was uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. Like, they were a three and a half point dog, and they did not cover. No, they lost by four. Take me home, West Virginia. But uh, Iowa State at home, six and a half point dog. You know, already knocked off two top five teams this year. Do you see them knocking off a, uh, a top 15 team in Oklahoma State? No, I do not. I was on the right side finally for the first time since I came out the womb last weekend taking Oklahoma over Oklahoma State. Now, it was a little bit tight for me than than I'm usually used to and accustomed to, but uh, obviously Baker Mayfield prevailed because that's what Baker Mayfield does. Football football and uh, prairie oysters. So, I mean – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go against Oklahoma State again because, personally, I hate them. Uh, they have cost me many investments over the past several years, and I've been an Iowa State guy all year. Love riding the Cyclones, love riding the Cyclones at home, love riding the Cyclones, getting seven points. I'll take them all day. Yeah, it's uh, you know probably a smart play, but I think Iowa State's got I mean, they've knocked off two top ten teams or two top five teams. I'm still big on Mason Rudolph, James Washington. I still like what Oklahoma State I told you did. he was hurt, though. I told you he was hurt last yeah. week. Something didn't look right. Something didn't look right, but he's still not. I mean, I still think Matt Campbell's got a good thing going in Ames, and uh, it's it's been fun to watch. But I think that I think Oklahoma State takes care of business this week. I think they kind of get back into the the picture of things. Like, they're, they're still very much in it if they want to win the uh, – the Big 12 because they they got back to that conference championship game this year where every team plays each other, but then you play somebody again in the conference championship. So they're still alive in the Big 12. Probably hey, playoff hopes are probably done, but I think they got to get this one get get back on track, and I think they do this weekend. Uh, big win for the Cowpokes on Saturday in Ames. Next up, boom, the Deep South's oldest Deep South's oldest rivalry. Sorry about that. We've got Georgia. We've got Auburn. Auburn. In a weird spot here, two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. That's it, though. Giving up only two-and-a-half to the number one or getting only two-and-a-half from the number one team in the country. What's your thoughts on this one? Well, personally, the line should at least be four-and-a-half, given public perception and everything that's taken place this year. I don't know how it's at two-and-a-half. It makes zero sense. They're pretty much relying on the public to carry that number past three. But four and a half was the right number right here. That being said, Auburn has won the past three meetings where both teams were ranked in the top ten. Each year, the other one tends to derail well, the, the better teams. Uh, Auburn is not – is Auburn in the top ten? Yeah, number ten. Wow, okay. Uh, but that's only happened like three times ever, so let's not act like this is something that happens every year. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying the last three times that this has happened, Auburn has come out on top. In fact, it's CBS 330 game makes zero sense. Makes make, make, there's no there's no 
relevancy to that. What there is relevancy in is it's at Jordan Hare. Last year, Georgia pulled Jordan. a bullshit. Georgia pulled a bullshit win out on a pick six to end up covering and knock Auburn out of any national title hopes that they possibly thought was going to happen. That being said, Tony Michelle, Nick Chubb are awesome from pretty damn good. Georgia's defense, I guess they're pretty good. They're at least good against a good running quarterback. Auburn does not have that. Auburn's going to be doing a hell of a lot of running with Kyrion. If Kyrion pulls a hamstring, Auburn doesn't cover. If Kyrion goes down for any reason whatsoever, go ahead and live bet immediately because Auburn's not going to cover. Kyrion plays. Stidham remains relevant throughout the game. No major uh, screw-ups. Auburn straight-up wins this game. Go ahead and take the money line. The two-and-a-half's not going to be relevant whatsoever in this game. Okay. See, I am – this is one of those games I'm with you. If it's, if it's anywhere near the number, Auburn wins the game outright. But if Georgia wins, they'll win by 14 or more. Um, this is just one of those – I mean, you see the shit that Auburn pulls out of their ass – in these kind of spots, um, you know, they had a couple of years ago the miracle of Jordan Hare, and it's Jordan Hare. You know, you, you, I've been stressed that my entire life. So, as an Auburn graduate, you should be uh, you should be knowing things like that. But um, you know, it's it's one of those that I don't think Georgia's as good as a lot of people do. I know they're number one. They went to Notre Dame. They beat them, but they're still just. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're really good. But it, it reminds me a lot of that 08 team that Alabama had against, uh, you know, Saban's second year. Um, and they were good, but they didn't really have to play anybody. And they exercised a lot of regular season demons. But then they got to Atlanta and lost in the, in that, or in the SEC championship game. Then they got blitzed by Utah. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Georgia. But it's one of those scenarios like, yeah, they're not quite as good as the record. And, you know, Alabama going in that SEC championship game, you could tell that Florida was a little better. Georgia's still probably a year away. But I just – I don't know about this Auburn team. Like, there's spots you look at and be like, yeah, damn, like I don't want to play them. And then there's spots where they go to LSU and blow a 20-point lead. And like, nah, I'm not worried about them at all. So, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to take Georgia minus two and a half, you know, 24-10, something like that. 20, I don't know. Um, well, I will say that that is probably the most homer pick that you have ever given. I hear you're totally going against every single thing that you believe in when you gamble on all numbers wise. So, Hey, I respect you for, uh, for sticking close to your guns and being, uh, being a fraud when it comes to, uh, being a numbers guy gambling. It's cool. I mean, it's not though. I mean, I really did try to take a step back and not be a homer about it. And I really do think that a lot of this is. It's just I don't know which Auburn team we're gonna get. And you gotta bet. You gotta bet the same way every weekend. That's guess, the only way you get paid out. I'm not. I'm not gonna touch this game. Uh, if I take anything, it'd be the under. But I'm gonna be all over it. Money line all day. Money line. Let me see here. Let me see what it's at right now. Two and a half gonna be right around plus uh, plus one twenty five. So okay. go ahead and take it. You're gonna make a little bit of money off of it. All right. Well. We're on opposite sides. We'll see Saturday. Next up, uh, Iowa, the team we talked about earlier, and Wisconsin. And this one is in Camp Randall. Wisconsin is a 12.5-point home favorite against the uh, Cyclones coming off a big win. Wisconsin's undefeated. They need games. Uh, like wrong, wrong Iowa right there, buddy. What? 
They aren't the Cyclones. Oh, did I say the Cyclones? Hey, it's okay, man. Everybody gets Alzheimer's every now and then. man. It's, uh, you know, things happen. Sometimes you just don't see the difference between the two Iowa teams. Anyways. Uh, you, might, you must be really rattled from giving out Georgia that last bit. I am. It's okay. I am. I'm, I'm here I'm for you. I'm off my rocker, man. I'm not on my game. Uh, Hawkeyes, the Badgers. Uh, I like the Badgers at home. Uh, Twelve and a half is kind of a big number, but this is another one of those. Public all over the underdog. Public does not pick an underdog very well. I think Wisconsin is kind of starting to sit back and realize, oh, shit, we're not going to have very many opportunities to prove ourselves when it comes to the playoff. This is a rare game where we actually got lucky and are going to be playing a top 25 opponent, and we got to do everything we can to kind of put some impression you know, onto the, uh, the playoff committee. So I think if they can impose their will late, they will. They've been doing that a lot, you know. Uh, there's been several games I've watched Wisconsin back the other team, and you know you'll be feeling good through three quarters, and then all of a sudden Wisconsin will just pour it on in the fourth. I think that's a similar situation here on Saturday. What's your take, Ben? Yeah, I agree. I think I said it last weekend. Iowa always has that one game every single year where they just come out and beat a top-ranked opponent for no reason whatsoever. It makes zero it's sense. Never like you just that. Gotta, it's never. Like no, that. they never. They never blow the doors off of someone. I agree, but. They do have that that win every year, and you just got to pray that you're you're taking a guess that weekend and and you picked right. That being said, they're not going to win this game. It's in Wisconsin. Iowa is terrible against the spread, being away from uh, Hawkeye Stadium. I think uh, you're right about Wisconsin. Obviously, is going to try to win as as big as possible. So that is in your favor. The first the first side trying to get the spread covered. Second thing is, you're also right. Everybody's trying to be prisoner of the moment. Look at Iowa. Are they a for real team? Are they going to come out of nowhere? They're not. They're not. They're not. They they beat Ohio State. Great for them. It was a lucky spot. People are dumb for the most part, and you're getting a good number at 11 and a half. It's probably going to go down to 10 and a half before game time, if I had to take a guess. Yep. If that happens, I'll be all over it. Uh, next up. The Tide, Alabama traveling to Starkville as a 14-point favorite, lowest they have been since the Florida State game in the first game of the year. Um, a little surprised to see that number. I tweeted out last week during the Alabama game, you know, whatever the spread is in this game, take Mississippi State. I was still imagining it was going to be 21, 24, somewhere in that number. Uh, Mississippi State looked bad last week, clear look-ahead spot for them. Um, Alabama did not look great. I was at the game against LSU. They got outgained, out first yarded, out uh, possessioned, and still won by 14. Lost two more good linebackers. Its injuries are depleting the tide. You know, like you said a minute ago with the Auburn Georgia thing, I got to stick to my guns here, go to my numbers. I'm taking uh, Mississippi State. 80% of the public is on Alabama. Again, 14. Didn't think it would be this low. Still think it might be close, and you know Alabama could come out and finally put it all together and blow the doors off of them, but not you know not too excited about that. I think Fitzgerald and the boys in Starkville keep it close. Bulldogs plus fourteen, boom. Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite games of the weekend. I'm going to be all over this game. If it wasn't one we were already given out, it probably would have been my lock of the weekend. Love Mississippi State plus fourteen. 
Fitzgerald, everybody's got to remember Mississippi State at the beginning of the year was the darling of the SEC and possibly the country. Everybody was saying, oh, man, they've got a chance to run the table, go to the SEC championship, and then they get blown out by Georgia. And Auburn. Yeah, and Auburn. But, I mean, you know, they had some good wins along the way. Fitzgerald is definitely a player. He's going to do everything he can to not get blown down. Now, sometimes he has an off game. You were right last week. Total look at spot. That was that was a, a given. I, I totally missed giving that one out. But total look ahead spot. 14 at home in Starkville. This is their Super Bowl. Everybody's seen the way that stadium lights up with those cowbells at nighttime whenever Alabama comes in. Uh, Alabama is starting Forrest Gump's youngest son at middle linebacker, I mean, no which – uh, they, I don't know if he's as fast as Forrest, but he's definitely not as big as Rashad Evans. So, who's a full-grown man, by the way? They're they're Alabama is playing this game just to get out of the stadium without anybody getting hurt. Rashad Evans is banged up. I think there's a couple other guys along the defensive line. Hand isn't a hundred percent. Yeah, rumor right now he got hurt at practice the other day. So those guys are just wanting to get out. They're not trying to dominate the football. They're not trying to blow anybody out. Jalen Hurts hasn't looked right all year, in my opinion. This game's going to be a Bo Scarborough grinded out game. Definitely Alabama wins, but I'm seeing more of a a 10-point win right here. Maybe 7, but I I think it's going to be pretty much close throughout the game. you got to remember, I mean, last week's game in Bryant-Denny against a a decent LSU team. I guess they've gotten a little bit of confidence after the Auburn win. I mean, what was that? 14 point win. Yeah. They're, they're traveling to Starkville. You know, the same is not going to lose, but he's going to game plan not to have a blowout. He can't afford to have him losing by in this game. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I think 31, 21, it's going to happen one of these years. Uh, State's going to get Alabama. If they can keep this perfectly situated for them, where they get Alabama the week after LSU every single year, it's just going to happen at some point because that game is so physical every single year that State's going to catch them. I don't think it'll be this year. I'm with you. Um, yeah, the Jalen Hurts take, he, he can't throw. He still can't throw. Uh, it's painful to watch, but, you know, whatever. It's uh, I think Alabama will escape with the win, but it won't be pretty. It'll take the dogs and the points. Uh, next up, Catholics versus convicts, baby. Uh, apparently, you know, ESPN's been hyping that up all week because every time I flip my screen on, it's a promo for that 30 for 30. But uh, Catholics versus Convicts, Notre Dame going to Miami. Notre Dame, three-point road favorites at the U. Game day will be there. Uh, should be a, a pretty rowdy site during the day, during the game. You know, it's probably not going to be that wild because it's a Miami University uh, football game. Uh, boom. What's your what's your thoughts on this? Look, but we talked about this last week, and there's a lot of white powder powder throwing flowing through that stadium. Yeah, so this powder the crowd's going to. I mean, they're, powder with a D. Let's clarify that. Powder, powder, yes, powder. There, twenty thousand people is going to feel like one hundred twenty thousand people. That's, Those guys, a hell of a drug. Yeah, they've been they've been partying almost as hard as the Bayou has been all day on their. Uh, Yachts and maybe a couple of, uh, let's say, quote-unquote girlfriends. And Miami's good. Whenever Miami's good, they turn out. I love Miami in this spot. Really? I thought thought that they overcame a lot. They showed a lot in that Virginia Tech win, although 
a lot of people think Virginia Tech's not that good of a football team. I, I think th- they're relevant, and Miami made them look like they were uh, – I was going to say North Carolina, but I don't want to jinx myself tonight on the uh, pit game. So I'll, uh, I, I'll just say the turnover chain is a real thing. I talked about last week. I think that they definitely got some confidence. Mark Rick, solid coach. He's going to keep the – the train on the tracks. He's not going to let the big head happen. You know, he's, he's been around the same kind of athlete for 14 years up at Georgia. And, uh, you know, I mean, Notre Dame's good, but I just think, I think they have a slip up right here. I just, I picture Miami getting this win, being that Notre Dame team of a couple of years ago, never didn't have a really significant win until the end of the season. It kind of slides into that last playoff spot. And before you know it, they're getting beat by 45 points in the national championship. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about that a second ago. This, this is, it is eerily similar to that Notre Dame team and Notre Dame had that one game where they had to go to Oklahoma. And I remember, you know, that was one of those, like I just, I think I was finishing up college or just graduating college and got real drunk one night and tried to place a thousand dollars on Oklahoma. Luckily, uh, my bank did not accept it or my book did not accept it because Notre Dame ended up winning that game. And then, yeah, that was where they got beat by Alabama 28, the national championship. Um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I watched this Miami team and they keep it close with everyone. And then finally they have a signature win last week where they actually beat somebody by more than three points. Uh, they take it to Virginia tech pretty good. I think that might have been all they had. Um, and I think that Notre Dame, as scary as it is to say, they're pretty damn good. Their offensive line's phenomenal. Um, they're going to run the ball regardless of who's back there. They had almost 400 yards, maybe more, against Wake Forest. Pretty decent defense last week. Um, and I just, yeah, I think that with a three-point game, you can't really factor in the spread too much. The public's all over Notre Dame, which I hate. I probably won't have much, if any, action on this game. But I don't think that – I mean, when it comes to three points, I'm not going to try and get cute with it and pick uh, Miami to cover, but Notre Dame to win. I think Notre Dame will get the win. So I'm going to go out – just go with my gut here, take the Irish minus the three on the road, and we'll see about that on Saturday. But final game, college football, TCU plus six and a half at Oklahoma. Again, Oklahoma coming off a big win in Bedlam. TCU just keeps floating along, man. they, they got slipped up against Iowa State, but they're still right there in the thick of things. They can still get everything done. They want to get done. This is number five versus number six. I think this is probably one of the better games of the weekend, not getting them enough love. Uh, Boone, what's your, what's, your, uh, what's your gut on this? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love Oklahoma in this spot because I'm a Baker Mayfield guy, a.k.a. 2017 Heisman Trophy so winner. right now. I will uh, – I will take Baker Mayfield against Kenny Trill any single day of the week, and that's pretty much the matchup you're looking at right here. Gary Patterson's defense uh, has been fine, but hasn't been what we've seen in the past. They haven't really been tested so far this year. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the kid just is a winner. He proved that last week when he won that game by himself. Totally by himself. Oklahoma's defense isn't that good, but Kenny Trill is going to definitely throw at least two interceptions in this game. That's all Baker Mayfield needs. I'm seeing a 52-35 game. Never in doubt. Okay. Spreads never in doubt. See, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, but I'm with you. I think Oklahoma gets it done. Uh, 
I'm not, I mean, I've, I've said this plenty of times on this podcast before. I'm not huge on TCU. I know they beat Oklahoma State, but I guess that's their biggest win today, right? Um, yeah, they beat West Virginia, I guess, would be their next biggest win. Yeah, and West Virginia probably should have won that game. Um, but, yeah, TCU's good. Don't get me wrong. They're, uh, you know, this is one of Patterson's better teams in a while. They'll be, you know, they're a top 15 team. Uh, they're fine. They're just fine. But I think Oklahoma might have something going. Still not ready to, to back them for a playoff game yet or anything like that. But, yeah, like you said, Baker Mayfield, he's on one right now. Uh, he's he's coming up NFL draft boards, which is crazy to me. Um, saw a couple mocks this week where he's going in the first round. So I think he's going to continue that, uh, continue to play at that kind of level, get some more Heisman credibility. He's definitely the front runner right now. I'm with you. Take them while they're hot. Play the hot hand. Uh, the Sooners, minus six and a half at home. Pretty good play for me to close out our scheduled games week 11. Well, you know, we always talk about it, but it's uh, it's my bookie. And you got holiday cash. You need it. And now you know where to get it. It's my bookie. It's a place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. You know, holidays right around the corner. It is crazy. starting in the middle of uh, November. Uh, plenty of parties, gifts, and spinning, but there's tons of football coming up. Basketball, college basketball starts tomorrow. Hell yeah. Hockey games, score big on every single day. Uh, man up, play like the pros on game day. Play the money line, the side, a total. My bookie is your hookup for all of your gambling needs. Offer super fast payouts when you win. Uh, you know, where you bet is just important to see who you're betting on. I trust them. Take my word for it. You know, just cash out a little bit this week. Been playing them all year. Go to my bookie. Still getting that 50% match bonus, which is awesome. Uh, all you got to do is go to myboogie.ag, enter the promo code DEEPFRIED, all caps, to get you in on the action. 50%. You play, you win, you get paid, and that's how it's done. And we're going to get paid this weekend in the NFL, boom. Awful weekend for me last week when the professionals took the field. But we're eradicating all that. We've got the Cowboys plus three at the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday afternoon. Who you got? Yeah, I'm I'm having to go with the Falcons in this spot. I I was pretty shocked to see three. I was definitely expecting to see Falcons minus one and a half right here, especially after uh, how Dallas played last weekend right. against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Super disappointing, uh, super disappointing game. Wanted to uh, wanted to go out there and uh, shove my foot so far up Alex Smith's ass that he was choking on a size 13 Timberland. Cowboys were literally my only win last weekend. So shout out, shouts to Dak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I like the Falcons right here only because that line coming out at three, I think they get it together. They obviously had the firepower. They obviously have all the talent around them on both sides. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Probably going to play this weekend. No. We're going to do the whole carousel that I don't happens think, I uh, think every single day. So everything I've read today on the Elliott news is this is the one week where he's pretty much guaranteed he can't play because this is like his injunction. They had it today. Um, and like the quickest he can appeal is in four weeks, but I'm sure with his legal team they'll get that pushed up to a week or two. But I think it's pretty safe he's not playing this weekend. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Jerry Jones is uh, running that team, so I'm sure we'll have a pill around uh, 11.30 on Saturday night. So just go ahead and just keep your eyes out yeah, for that. Regardless, right. go ahead and grab the uh, Falcons. 
Yeah, I like the Falcons minus three. At some point, this limbo thing's got to catch up to them. I mean, is he playing? Is he not? If you know, if I'm playing on that team, that's bothering the hell out of me. Um, you know, it's just looking back there. Was my guy gonna be back there or not? I don't know. The Falcons are a Julio Jones just botched drop from uh, winning that game last weekend against Carolina. Still can't believe he dropped that. Um, and they're they're starting to come around a little bit more, I guess. Still not looking great. Sarkeesian still probably not the man for that job. I think they'll be looking for a new OC at the end of the year. But yeah, I like the Falcons at home. Public, of course, all over the Cowboys. And anytime you can get a little bit of value uh, going against the Cowboys is usually a pretty good thing. So uh, give me the give me the Falcons, the Falcons minus three on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we got the Sunday night matchup: the Patriots minus seven and a half, rolling into Denver against the Brock Osweiler led Denver Broncos. Denver has been awful; they've been atrocious the past couple weeks. Uh, you know, they got a fifty burger put up on them last weekend in uh, Seattle. Or not Seattle, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. Speaking of Seattle, Russell Wilson's uh, might be hurt. That's uh, not a good sign. But anyways, uh, we've got uh, seven and a half. Boom. What's your pick? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and ride with the Broncos. I rode with them last week and lost money. So hopefully they can uh, go ahead and make that money back for me this week. Seven and a half. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense right here, even though the game's being played in Denver. I get it. But still, I mean, Denver has plummeted in the Vegas power rankings the past three weeks that this uh, probably about five weeks ago with a confident quarterback or at least the illusion of a confident quarterback it's Patriots minus three three and a half that range I will try to play the value again I hate it it Gives me stomach ulcers doing it this way, but I think that seven and a half is going to get you the money on the Broncos in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's the right play. It's not. It's not going to be a pretty play, but it is probably the right play on Sunday night. Um, they still got to have some pride, man. That defense is still too good in prime time. Uh, Brady has never been great in Denver. Um, you can tell the altitude might mess with him a little bit. I don't know with all this new crazy fad diet stuff he's doing. He might be. Uh, immune to altitudes but this um yeah i think that that denver can keep it close oswald i mean let's not forget two or three weeks ago until the patriots somehow turned it around on uh defense you know they were the worst defense in the league and they had they had an nfl record set for i think six straight quarterbacks threw for 300 plus yards on them not saying Osweiler is ready to come out here and do that, but let's not forget that just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about them being historically bad defensively. So I think that um, I think the Broncos keep it close. Not going to be a pretty game on either side, but uh, if you're giving me seven and a half, eight at home on Sunday night, I'll take that pretty much every time. Uh, so next up, we got the Monday night game. We got the Dolphins. We got the Panthers. Uh, you know they're not doing really good on these primetime Monday night games right here. Uh, don't really have much interest at all in this game. Do you, Boom? No, nope, it's a totally dog shit game besides the fact that uh, you're getting nine right here. And weird that the ticket count is on Miami right now. I can't imagine that that is too many just week-to-week gamblers. That That's day gamblers right there that I think are throwing money down, getting Miami at that high 10 spot. Uh, Carolina looked fine. They beat Atlanta last week um they're still super banged up 
the Dolphins are serviceable. I'm playing the odds on Monday night games with this. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, take the Dolphins plus nine. Yep, probably going to probably going to be some major stomach bleeding the, yep. the weekend this weekend. I love the Dolphins. This is one of those they win um, over the past couple of years. This is one of those they just it's gross, it's ugly, but they grind out. Kind of like that Atlanta game. I can see like a 2017 Dolphins win on Monday night. It's not going to be pretty. Color's not going to do anything spectacular, but the defense will will do enough against Cam and the gang. You know, Carolina's very hit or miss too. They've looked really great in some spots, and they've just looked absolutely awful. So I'm going to take the Dolphins plus the nine. And then when it comes to getting closer to kickoff, uh, I might have a little money line play on this. But that's uh that's the scheduled games. Now it's time to get into the money makers. It's the vault. Uh, we give you our five favorite games of the weekend, as always. And then after that, we bring in our boy Stone Cold Steve Austin for the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. But uh, let's get to it, Ben. What's your vault looking like? Well, I've got uh, I guess some solid plays right here. Some uh, some pretty good winners. Little of them. Some of them are pretty big household names. And uh, starting with the household names, I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina coming off that, uh, that heartbreaking loss to Arkansas last weekend. Catches 17 against Troy. Troy has not covered 10 point, a 10-point win the past five games. Maybe they have it in them this weekend. I don't think they do. Go ahead and grab Coastal Carolina. Then I'm going out west for a little 530 play action because I know that uh, some people get desperate in between 330 and 7. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Utah Utes, catching one at home against uh, – Washington State team. Washington State's extremely up and down, just like their coach's mental health. Yes. I'm going to go ahead. Love, love, love that atmosphere in Salt Lake City. Take Utah all day. Then I'm going to go ahead and dive into a couple of NFL plays. One of them is with a good team. One of them is with a bad team. First one, I'm circling the wagons with the Buffalo Bills. Hate going against the Saints because they're riding a hot streak and they look fantastic. They look like they're beating down people. Got to remember, two weeks ago, Buffalo was that exact same team. Yep. They had a, they had a, over a week's rest, losing to the uh, Jets last Thursday. I think they come in refreshed this game. Definitely, definitely cover the three points they're getting. Then I'm going with the hot hand, Jacksonville Jaguars. Minus three and a half with the Chargers coming to East Coast, taking them into town. I don't feel confident because I know the score is going to be somewhere around four or three with three minutes left and Phillip Rivers is driving. I'm picking yeah, that it's going ball. to be down four instead of three. Total guess right there, but I'm taking the Jags. Love riding with them. Then I'm sticking with uh, sticking with another household name. Going with Florida International. Oh. Minus nine and a half. Hate eating the nine and a half points, but uh, Butch Jones or Butch uh, Davis. Butch Davis. He's got him running. He's got him running and bumbling and stumbling down there. Old Dominion barely covered last weekend. I know because I was on him watching uh, watch ESPN and uh, barely barely pulled out the cover. Six zero loss. This weekend, I think FIU just runs runs all over him. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and. Go ahead and eat the nine and a half because they're going to definitely win by ten. All right, so let's run back through those. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers plus 17. Utah plus one. The Bills plus three. The Jaguars minus three and a half. And FIU, the Panthers minus nine and a half. Uh, pretty good, pretty good little uh, vault here. Let me give you mine. Uh, you talked about household names. How about this one for you? Florida State 
plus 16 against Clemson. Been waiting on this one for a while. I think they'll still get up for that. The talent level on these two teams is just not that drastic. Uh, Florida State's kind of melded in, haven't looked great in spots, but this is one they'll get up for. Uh, I think they keep it within the number. Would love to get it at 17. I've got a feeling I probably will closer to kick. Next up, take me home. West Virginia, plus two and a half against Kansas State. I told you at the beginning of the year I'd be riding the Mountaineers when I got the shot. This is the shot. They're dogs. Kansas State, uh, they do better as, as a dog. They don't do great as a favorite. Two and a half, not much of one, but I still like the Mountaineers. And this one next up, you hit on Coastal Carolina, boom, and it's a damn solid play. 17, the Chanticleers are getting against the Troy Trojans. Like you said, heartbreak last week against Arkansas. Should have won the game. That is the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous about this one. Hopefully they won't be resting on their laurels. They'll come out and show the world that, hey, we're, uh, we can hang with some of the big boys. Troy's a pretty good team. I think if they can keep it within the number there, then uh, they'll, they'll be happy about it. Uh, next up, we're not talking college basketball. We're still on the game of college football. And it's, I'm doing something I don't know that I have done in over a calendar year, but I'm back in Louisville. And they've got Virginia – Lamar, uh, people hadn't talked about Lamar in a while, and I bet he doesn't like that, you know. I'm not saying this Heisman race is wide open, but if something were to happen to Baker Mayfield this weekend, he didn't look great against TCU. Lamar, with a couple of big games, can kind of creep his name back up there. He probably doesn't like that people aren't talking about him. I think uh, he puts his name back up there a little bit. Minus the 12, I'll take that. Virginia's not a very good football team. And finally, let's go to the, uh, the National Football League. We're going to take the Green Bay Packers, plus six. Plus six. That's right. Plus six against the Chicago Bears. Um, Bears aren't very good. They've uh, eked out some wins. Defense is a lot better than people give them credit for. But uh, low-scoring game. And usually in a low-scoring game, if you're getting six or more, I'll take the six. Uh, Packers plus six against the Bears. So let's run through that. Packers plus six. Louisville minus 12. Coastal Carolina plus 17. West Virginia plus two in the hook. And Florida State plus 16. Well, I have to say I'm surprised you're going with Lamar Javaris and Jamar Lamar. Yeah, I haven't backed him maybe ever, but I think that this is one of those spots you're getting some good value. People forget about him. I mean, he's uh, he's a good college football player. He's not great. He still can't throw. He's a good good runner. Um, They'll uh, they'll get the job done against Virginia. Uh, Next up, it's our favorite time of the week. It's your favorite time. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. Um, It's probably Ric Flair. Woo! Favorite time of the week, uh, good nature boy documentary. But uh, let's go. Apparently, Alexa is very fired up for the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. So let's bring him in. Woo! I had to go turn off the Alexa because she got fired up for some Stone Cold Steve Austin like the week. Boomer, what is it? Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with a team that I love to back, especially when they're playing a uh, very terrible team, and that is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Plus one, going up to Syracuse. Syracuse's win over... Clemson, total outlier. Go ahead and throw that in the trash. Don't even pay attention to it. Deacon's defense, just studs. Catching one, pretty much a pick em. Love, love Wake Forest in this spot this weekend. I like it. 
The ACC Wake Forest plus one. Yeah, I think they're still riding a little high off that. They did the same thing against Virginia Tech last year and then didn't really do much after that. I like it. I'll give you some props on it. Ooh, Richard Sherman's down. Not a good look for the Seahawks. But let's say I'm going to raise you one. I'm going to raise you one Wake Forest. I'm going all in with the Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And no, I'm not talking basketball, baby. 33 and a half point dogs to the Texas Longhorns. That's right, the same Texas Longhorns they beat last year that got Charlie Strong fired. Tom Herman's there. He's a uh, he's culture change, sure, whatever. They're still not very good. Um, and this game might shift to 34, and I might just go ahead and buy a point to get to 35. Uh, give me a full five touchdowns. Kansas, baby, plus 33 and a half. It's my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Moving, what you watching over there, dog? Well, I'm just uh, go ahead and watching uh, North Carolina close this one out right now. Okay, that didn't sound and, like North uh, Carolina closing it out. And uh, uh, Booker wearing the uh, weirdest toboggan. Weird, weird look for him right there. Okay. I don't have that one on. We got the NFL on, but um, well, you you should have it on because I got Pitts coach halfway on the field screaming at his team to stop these guys get two yards right here. This is gang. I mean, yeah. All right, this, let's this is why over. this is why you this is why you uh, you get into get into the action. But we really need to do so, more of this. We need to have a Saturday where we just periscope us watching games together. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, who really could care, uh, give a shit about North Carolina's uh, one and eight record? But you know, they really showed a lot of heart out there on a Thursday night uh, in Pennsylvania, and it makes zero sense whatsoever. Don't don't get it. Well, let's see if we can make this stop. Third and two, right here. Here's the ball game, folks. Well, um, line up in a pistol formation, I guess. Uh, old dreadlocks uh, back there. You, you got to do the toss sweep, basically. Dreadlocks is about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. The quarterback's about four. It's a direct handoff, and Pitt can't make the stop. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, obvious right there. Well, that's good why, times. That's why you don't gamble. Larry Fedora, man. Larry Fedora, how bad is he wishing he could have got out while the getting was good this past offseason? Yeah, feel bad for that guy. He should have taken a coordinator job somewhere. Anyways, uh, Carolina just ruined your evening. Sorry, Boom. Uh, but our locks of the week, that'll, sprite, that'll brighten everyone up. Wake Forest plus one and Kansas plus 33 in the hook. And that is the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. And that, my friends, is the Deep Fried Bets podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, it's going to be a good weekend. North Carolina is now taking the knee. Uh, something you never like to see when you are back in the other team. But that's all right, Boom. We've got a lot of money to be made this weekend. What are you going to send us off into the weekend with? Yeah, just don't uh, don't ever bet on a team uh, that has a mascot of the Panthers. Panthers, not a great look. But, uh, you know, hopefully this NFL game can close out with the over. Just go ahead and hit that over and drive down, get you some points, Arizona. But we appreciate y'all tuning in. Check us back. Tell your friends. Uh, hopefully we get some more guests coming back. we got to get some more juice flowing into the show. But a uh, good week ahead, big winners, and uh, we'll catch you next week.